It's Wednesday here in Lockdown Bearcats, and another player from the men's basketball program has entered the transfer portal. We'll talk about what that means for the Cincinnati Bearcats men's basketball program. You should be less concerned about the player, the latest player who went to the transfer portal, than you should be about if Wes Miller is the right man for the job. I said that. It's all coming up on Lockdown Bearcats. Our Lockdown Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On this Thursday, March 20, is it Thursday? Yeah, it is Thursday. Uh, No, it's Wednesday. Excuse me. It is Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. It is Wednesday, March 23rd of 2022. I can't believe (laughs) Just, I can't believe I just said that. It is Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. Uh, the water is not working in my apartment complex, so that's been great. Uh, at the time that I recorded this, about 12.30 Eastern time on Tuesday. Anyway, my name is Alex Frank, welcoming you to Lockdown Bearcats. Um, yeah, so that's, what, that's what's going on right now. Um, yeah, so uh, welcome to a, the latest episode. Uh, there's news on the men's basketball front. There's, of course... You know, news on the football front. We're going to get to all of that. Of course, Wes Miller and the the program just saw another player enter the transfer portal. Mike Saunders Jr. has entered the transfer portal. But you should be less concerned about that than you should be about if Wes Miller is the right man for the job. Mike Saunders Jr. last year averaged 7.3 points per game. He had two rebounds a game, shot the ball 40% from the floor, including 36% from three. He had 89 assists to 52 turnovers and 19 steals. Mike Saunders Jr. entering the transfer portal. He and Mason Madsen, the first two to enter. It's a good thing, actually. And I mean that in no disrespect to Mike Saunders Jr. I mean that in no disrespect to Mason Madsen, as I've already touched on. But this is a good thing for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Mike Saunders Jr. certainly was good last year. He improved. He has blazing speed. An element that this team has not had. The problem is the Bearcats don't win games that way. They do not win games that way. And if you are going to and if you are going to implement that, you have to compl- with that player. He did not fit the mold of this offense. All Mike Saunders Jr. could do, unfortunately, was play when there was an open floor. He could not play in a set offense. If there was an open floor, he was electric. The problem is that doesn't happen every possession. You need a player that can play on every possession. And Mike Saunders Jr. was not that. I would rather this gives the opportunity for Wes Miller, assuming David DeJulius returns. That's the first domino that needs to that needs to happen. Once the first domino falls, or I, 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 that's a bad way to say it. That's the first thing that needs to happen in the chain reaction of this offseason. Good journey song, by the way. Um, the first thing that needs to happen is David DeJulius needs to re- needs to say he is returning for his senior se- super senior season. If he does, then you have your point guard. You have someone that is big, versatile guard, but you need someone to complement that. And Micah Adams Woods is not it. Micah Adams Woods, I don't think uh, he, well he could transfer. It's easy to say a player won't transfer one year before his senior season, but you have to remember that he also has another year of eligibility. Mike Adams-Woods is a good shooter. The problem is 
Like, you look at these players on this Bearcats team. They do not fit the mold of a Bearcats team. You go back to Mick Cronin's last season, and their guards were Justin Jennifer. Big, physical, could do more than just shoot threes and run the offense. Keith Williams played bigger than he was big. 6'5", 215 pounds. That's a guy I want on my team. The Bearcats don't have that right now. They don't have those guards on their team. Jaron Cumberland was this bulldozer of a guard. 6'5", 200, what, 20, 30? It looked like at times he was a linebacker on the floor. Jaron Cumberland was a quintessential Bearcats player. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see the, you know, what was going to be the crescendo of his senior season. He regressed, and the senior season was shortened. The Bearcats can't, couldn't, were not going to win with Mike Saunders Jr. and Mason Madsen. If John Brandon had stayed, maybe. But this is the problem with the program right now. They have already they already went through a coaching change that was necessary last off season, and now they gotta one they gotta retool the roster for a fan base that is already frustrated. Be more concerned about that than you're concerned about Mike Saunders Jr. and Mason Madsen entering the transfer portal. Mike Saunders Jr. was not a long-term solution for this team. Mike Saunders Jr. was marginally good, sparingly good. Did you know he did not start a game last year? Well, you learn something new every day. He's not the answer. Loved him, loved watching him play. He was a blazingly fast, he was a blazingly fast point guard. That's fine. He's not He's not the answer to compliment David DeJulius. This team needs to get back. If Wes Miller is trying to restore the roots of this program, it, he needs to get big, versatile guards. He has not gotten that yet. Big, versatile guards. They don't have those right now. Mike Adams-Woods can shoot threes, and every time he dri- he, draw- he drives in the paint, it's like he is going into a cornfield and gets lost. This is a good thing if you're Cincinnati. This is going to allow you to build the roster the way you want it to. Because you look at Houston, you look at Memphis. Memphis has speed, but Memphis also has big bodies on the floor. That's why they were able to compete with Gonzaga over the weekend. They had a 10-point lead at the half for a reason, because they were physical. They were big. That's the kind of team he won. I am saying this right now. This is a good thing for Cincinnati. And it's different in college sports. You can can replenish your roster because players have the option without anyone. they're, They're not under contract. They can leave whenever they want. And you can go out and replenish your roster within the transfer portal. That's that's what Wes Miller did last year. He brought in his players. That's fine. Hayden Koval worked. Jared Hensley, I think, is going to work. John Newman's going to work. That's fine. But you need to keep doing that this year. Mason Madsen and Mike Saunders Jr., I'm sorry to say, were John Brandon players. There is a thing called John Brandon players. There is a thing called the John Brandon era. Even though it wasn't very good, and even though it only comprised of just under 50 games. So 50, no, I believe it was 53. 53 games. 
the Bearcats played in the John Brandon era, 53 games, and they won 32, lost 21. They had a winning record. They just weren't very good. They are John. Those are if John Brandon had done some things better away from coaching the game of basketball, he might still be here, and maybe this would work out. There was hope that it was going to work out. We saw some strides at the end of the season last year. Unfortunately, players saw something that we didn't see, and it all came to a head. And and now you have to ask yourself this question. Is Jeremiah Davenport a West Miller player? You cannot cut play well, you can cut players if you want to. You can college sports are a little different than the NFL in building your team because of the transfer portal. You can automatically enter your name into the transfer portal. You don't have to opt out of any contract. You can cut players. So it is similar in a way, too. But be more concerned about where this program is going than Mike Saunders Jr. leaving and entering his name in the transfer portal. That's what I think. More decks here on Lockdown Bearcats. I'll touch on all of that. But first, a word from Stat Hero because I love and I hate those buzzer beaters. The drama, but oh, the pain when you were on the other side of it. That's what happened to me in 2016 with Octavius Ellis. Just not getting the ball out in time on a game-time dunk potentially in the first round of the tournament. He needed to be just a few tenths of a second earlier. Stat Heroes NCAA single-game pickums pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. So you can pick any game from the Sweet 16, whether it be uh, tomorrow night or Friday, and you can choose any lineup of any set of players from those games. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. So how are you going to pick? How are you going to pick your, your your lineup? Well, you got to have some fuel to your brain. You got to think. So maybe you can apply that fuel by using Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions. Not this year, though. I'm sticking to it and eating right thanks to Built Bar because it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes. 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high-protein. You can replace your candy bars with these because they are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. You can go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart, and you'll be blown away when you see that Built Bars only contain 130 calories. Uh, compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories. At Bill Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And once again, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Alex Frank here with you on this Wednesday, March 23rd. 
of 2022. So I am, and, and we're only one year in to the Weston Miller era, and maybe this is because of what happened with the John Brennan era, because when you fall off from where you were, the last two years under the Mick Cronin era, this the Bearcats were a top five program in 2018 and a top 25 program, top 20 in 2019. They haven't been back since. They have not been ranked in the AP poll since. They've received votes in certain weeks, in some weeks, but they have not been ranked in each of the last three seasons. Football, on the other hand, has. Ever since they entered the top 25, following their upset win over UCF, they've never fallen out of the top 25. Think about that for a minute. The basketball program, since Mick Cronin has left, has under has already gone through a coaching change, massive roster overhauls in each of the last now four off seasons. 2019, they bring in a bunch of transfers: Jay Sarola, uh, Chris Vogt, um, Javen Cumberland, Chris McNeil. A lot of new players, and then in 2020, in the 2020 offseason, they bring in David DeJulius. They bring in Rapalus Ivanowskis. They just miss out on, oh, who's that player from NKU that went to Arkansas? Oh, now that's going to kill me. Um, it's Alabama, I think. I'm trying to think of who that player is. Anyway, I should know who that player is. It's like right on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, so they underwent that. They underwent a massive roster overhaul last season, and they're probably going to go through one this year. Then again, that is the landscape of college sports. A lot of teams are building their rosters through the transfer portal. Look at Texas Tech. They lose Chris Beer to arch-rival Texas, and they haven't missed a beat in terms of their competitiveness. They're in the Sweet 16. That's a program I admire, and you're going to see them in the Big 12. It's going to be fun. Um, But the problem is with Wes Miller's teams, and I've said this before, they don't have an identity. They don't have an identity on the floor. Last year, the one thing that I always... Um, took away from the team was that they played hard. But that's the only thing they did. When your identity is that you play hard, sometimes that's a bad thing. When your identity is that you play hard, you're very good defensively, you're efficient on offense, that wins games. But a singular identity of playing hard does not win you a lot of games. It will make you competitive It will make games interesting, but it will not lead to victories. The Bearcats under Mick Cronin had an identity for uh, the nine years they made the NCAA tournament. They were going to come at you, and you were going to either and you were either going to and you were going to either overcome it or you were going to succumb to it. Most teams succumb to it. In Mick Cronin's final three seasons with the Cincinnati Bearcats, they won twenty nine games. 31 games, or 30 games rather, and 20, they went 20, uh, 30 and 6. So 30 and 6. No, it was, they won, I forget the 2017 record, but 2018 they won 31 games, 2019 they won 28. 59 wins. And then, oh, by the way, the year before that, I do, I do believe they won 30 games. So 30 games in 2017. 20, uh, 31 games in 2020 and uh, 2018, and then 28 games in 2019. 
That's 89 wins over three years. You know what leads to those? You know what leads to that number of wins? Identities. Look at Gonzaga. And look at Texas Tech. Texas Tech since 2018 has been really good. They've, they've never been lower than a sixth seed in the tournament. And really, the 2021 season, for as much as it counted, it was a weird season. And they still almost beat Arkansas in the second round. That's a Texas Tech team that I would not want to face right now in the tournament. That program has had numerous wins. A lot of wins since 2018. Gonzaga has had a lot of wins since 2018. Really, since 2017, when they only lost. And they were 37-1. and 37-1. Going into the national championship game, thirty-seven and one. When they face North Carolina for the national championship, these programs have identities that win consistently. Gonzaga, Texas Tech, Virginia. Even though they missed the tournament this year, they have an identity. It leads to wins. North Carolina, they're in the Sweet Sixteen for the. What is it now? I mean, with a first-year head coach, they're in the Sweet 16. It doesn't matter if you play in the American Athletic Conference or not. If you can, if you can form an identity, when you have an identity, it protects you. Like, and, and this is this is this is that this is the instance in real life too. So we hear about identity thefts, and we always just blow them off like, all right, you know how hard it is to get your identity back once someone steals your identity. You feel like you are completely controlled. You might feel that way. I, it's never happened to me, knock on wood. But your identity in life, your social security card, any piece of identification, your driver's license, your debit card, your identity protects you from other forces, from other external forces. When you have an identity in sports, it protects you from other teams. It's your bodyguard. The Bengals' identity next year could be they are really good up front. Why? Because it protects the investment. Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, and Ted Karras, which I cannot wait to see those guys play. They now the Bengals can can form a more physical identity to protect them from defensive fronts that are trying to get after their franchise investment. See, we are all investments. You can think about it this way: the team is an investment. You make an investment within the team, so you have to protect the identity. You have to protect your team with an identity. West Miller's team does not have that right now. That's why as soon as teams took over games last year, it was game over. Once Houston imposed their will on Cincinnati, it was game over. Once SMU came back, it was game over. You need an identity to stomp on teams' throats and come out of the gate strong and then finish. North Carolina's identity willed them to a victory over Baylor. It overcame a 25-point deficit. You're so concerned about these players entering the transfer portal, maybe. You're thinking this is another mass exodus. I don't think it's going to be that. Because I do believe Wes Miller is the right man for the job. Wes Miller, the one thing I love about him is his approachability, his personableness, if that's a word. And if it isn't, I made it up just now. So you're welcome. He is personable. 
He is approachable. He knows how to talk to 18 to 22 year olds. John Brandon did not understand that here in Cincinnati. And unfortunately, it backfired. But this team has to form an identity. When you have an identity, you can overcome anything. Because you know this is how we're going to play. And we're going to make teams play our way. That comment about the Bearcats used to scar and scare a lot of teams. They don't do that now. But they can get back to it if they get that identity. They're the aggressors. Be more concerned about this program forming an identity than players leaving in the transfer portal. Back in just a moment with um, some more thoughts on the basketball transfer portal and some football news. Um, Justin Williams touching on some players who have shined in spring practice. Leroy Bauer, Sincere. Um, I'm blanking on this. Um, Justin Williams touching on some of the younger players who were performing well in practice. Uh, spring uh, spring practice. I almost said spring training. Um, trying to find that. Um, uh, Sincere Lewis, Todd Bumpus, Shamal uh, Mateer, and Miles Montgomery. Leroy Bowers, slot corner. A lot of things happening. We'll get to all of that next year on Lockdown Bearcats. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for you to go to your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? Well, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. And save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Thank you so much again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Alex Frank here with you on this Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022, one day away from the Sweet 16 in San Francisco and San Antonio. Uh, Gonzaga and Arkansas, Texas Tech, Duke in the West region, Arizona, Houston, and Michigan, Villanova in the uh, South region. So cannot wait for those games tomorrow, Friday, they continue. And then this weekend will be the Elite Eight. By the end of this weekend, we will know the final four of the NCAA tournament. Um, So I've touched on what the Bearcats need to do as far as form and identity. I've talked about Mike Saunders Jr. entering the transfer portal. So um, one thing the Bearcats will have, and this goes along with an identity. One identity that the Bearcats football program has formed is their ability to recruit. And that is going to serve them well going into the Big 12. Think about all the great local... Justin touched on this in his recent mailbag in The Athletic. Think about all the great players, local players, the Bearcats have recruited in recent years. Jaheim Thomas, Evan Prater, Josh Wiley, Malik Van, Javon Hicks, 
all these Cincinnati players that have come through this program. Some have moved on. Some are still here. Think about that. Now put Cincinnati in a Power 5 conference. You now have, you now have two schools, both the schools who, that have made the college football playoff in Power 5 conferences. So you can choose now, do I want to play in the Big 10 or the Big 12? And if, you're, and if you're only being recruited by Cincinnati and you don't have an offer from Ohio State, you can now say, I now have the opportunity to play in the Big 12 where there's more resources, there's more investments into athletics, there is you know, more exposure. Recruits in Cincinnati now have that option. That is one thing Cincinnati is going to have going forward for them. It will not be hard to transition when you have that. And you are in a hotbed of high school football talent in Cincinnati. You're thinking about all the great players that didn't play for the Bearcats that still went on to have remarkable NFL careers. Luke Keekley, Kyle Rudolph, Sean Alexander, Rocky Boyman. So many great players have come through this City, high school football players have come through this city with so much talent. And now that the major college football program in this city is going to a Power 5 conference, another uncharted territory. Cincinnati is a metropolitan area that isn't necessarily a college town. But now a metropolitan area or city is going to a Power 5 conference. That does not happen around the Power Five. What's the biggest metropolitan city you can name that has a Power Five that has a Power Five team? L.A. Okay, that's fine. But then who else? Northwestern, Chicago. That's fine. But in terms of like good football right now, Cincinnati is going to be that. Most of your Power Five programs are in small cities or college towns, like I've said. But the one thing that Cincinnati is going to have at its advantage is a hotbed for recruiting. And they're not going to immediately jump ship to Ohio State. Their identity is going to protect them from losing all players to Ohio State. They just saw Cincinnati make the college football playoff and Ohio State not make the college football playoff. That right there should tell you that the recruiting is going to continue to be really good once they go to the Big 12. You're going to be able to get the best talent in this area. So it is going to be a transition. I'm not sure how the Bearcats are going to do. I think they're going to do just fine in football. I think they're going to be fine in basketball, hopefully. And we're going to keep harping on this You know, the one thing they have to do is form an identity. Form an identity. The program has to. The football program has. It's amazing how when I first started at UC, basketball was king. Football was, eh, there. Now, it's the other way around. But men's basketball has a lot of history. And if Wes Miller can get this program back to where it was, 
in the 90s and the 2010s. I believe this program will be uh, this program is going to be set up for success in the Big 12. Also of note, the Bearcats are going to play in the Maui Invitational uh this Thanksgiving, so in November they will head to Hawaii. Um should be should be a great tournament. Uh the 2022 Maui Invitational will feature I'm, I'm going to pull it up right now. The Maui Invitational for next year features who is this is a damn good lineup. I mean, this is a damn good lineup. My goodness. Arkansas, Arizona, Creighton, Louisville, Ohio State, San Diego State, Texas Tech. Woo! So that's one, two, three, four, five power five teams. Then San Diego State, who's an NCAA tournament perennial, and uh, Creighton, who is an NCAA tournament perennial. That's a damn good field. That's really good. Uh, resume, a chance to boost resumes. All right, that's going to do it for me here on Lockdown Bearcast today. Hopefully tomorrow we have Lockdown Big 12 host Josh Neighbors on um, to look at the Big 12 ahead of the Sweet 16. One Big 12 team in, in action tomorrow. Another future Big 12 team in action tomorrow. That's Texas Tech in Houston. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Now make your second listen locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's and N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, and email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. For Locked on Bearcats, I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and we will talk to you. I will talk to you tomorrow.